This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. No big deal. Just 4,000 flights delayed today because of a computer outage and uh, 700 cancellations so far. I, 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 I do this all the time. I do this over the holidays when uh, I watch the news and they show these scenes of chaos at the airports. And I just thank God, thank the Lord that I'm not uh, traveling. I used to. And it wasn't as bad. It's one of the things that's got so much worse in American life. Airline travel, the airlines, the whole system. But um, let not your heart be troubled because uh, Mayor Pete is on the job. At least I think he is. We have not seen a tweet. I I expect him to uh, tweet out a video soon where he's probably in some tropical island with his husband and their children. And he's pretending to be on top of the situation, or maybe he isn't, maybe he's on paternity leave. It's only been six months since he adopted some kids. So maybe he's still on maternity leave, or maybe he's pretending to ride his bike to work. Mayor Pete's doing all the hard work as our transportation secretary. I think the competition, if you were to pick the worst cabinet secretary, it'd be close. I'd be close. And, uh, Mayorkas and uh, hell, hell, uh, Kamala. There is some real incompetence, and uh, it is not very reassuring when the uh, airlines are grounded and people are wondering is it uh, sabotage? Is it a cyber attack? And you have Mayor Pete, this, uh, this child whose only experience is uh, running a small Midwestern city into the ground, but uh, Let's not discount the fact that he is married to a man. That's the most important thing. We have diversity, inclusion, equity, and I assume that's what Pete is doing right now. He's making sure the rescheduled flights are equitable and diverse. That's the, that's the important thing. And making sure that the women of color and trans passengers are not hardest hit. I, uh, my heart goes out to you if you're stuck in an airport or if you're uh, if your flight's canceled and you cannot get to where you're going, maybe you're, maybe you're driving there and you're uh, listening to us. We'll try to keep you updated. It is a fluid situation, but we got so much more to get to today. Another wild day in the news. You, uh, Ironhead, I got to give you credit. It was about, uh, I don't know, uh, 10 minutes left on our show yesterday. And you said you expected them to find an, an ax or a saw in, um, in Brian Walsh's house, he is the alleged uh, murder. Well, I think the murderer, the, the the guy who killed his wife in Cohasset, Massachusetts, the scumbag. And we're learning so much more about him. It's amazing. We didn't. I, the, you know what? The cops knew ten minutes after, uh, and Anna Walsh went missing. They knew what kind. They knew what happened. A. He left lots of clues, and B. He is literally a sociopath who've been institutionalized because he was, uh, he has no concern for uh, other people. That's the uh, profile of Brian Walsh. 
who is uh, under arrest for lying, misleading the cops, and soon will be charged with murder. Because about uh, 10 minutes after we were done doing our show yesterday, this broke on the, uh, this broke in the, um, let's see, CBS had it first. Police have found a hatchet, blood, a hacksaw, trash bags, and used cleaning supplies and a rug at a transfer station in the search for missing Massachusetts mom, Anna Walsh. Investigators accompanied by police canines searched a Peabody facility, trash facility. That's what they call that. That's, that's what a transfer facility is a place with a bunch of trash. This is where he dumped things while he was uh, visiting his mother in Swampscott. Walsh was last, uh, well, Anna Walsh was last seen alive on January 1st. Her husband was charged with misleading investigators in the search for his wife and is being held on $500,000 bond. In addition to the transfer station materials, evidence indicating foul play in the suspicious disappearance includes a bloody knife in the family's basement and Brian Walsh alleged purchase of $450 worth of cleaning supplies. Could he have been any sloppier? And why is he not charged with murder already? I understand he's in custody and they're not afraid of him taking flight but a saw and a hatchet and this after Googling how to dispose of a 115 pound woman's body, (laughs) you could not have more evidence uh, unless you have a body. And I assume somewhere in that transfer station, they're going to make a gruesome discovery or somewhere in that area, they're going to discover body parts, which will be tragic. It'll be sad. It'll be heartbreaking for her three young children and the rest of her family members. But uh, it will be no surprise to the authorities, the investigators, or anybody. This uh, this is the latest. Is uh, if you didn't have enough uh, on this guy, as if you, we weren't convinced already that he was capable of committing this atrocity. This just caught my eye uh, yesterday. This was in the New York Post. Uh, I think it broke... Uh, Late yesterday, yes, 10, 10, 10 02 p.m. in the New York Post, and they're writing about his family. We already know he was uh, uh, accused of bilking his own dying father, Dr. Walsh. Dr. Uh, uh, his father's a, a, a noted uh, neurologist, I believe, in Boston, neurosurgeon. His father was a noted neurosurgeon in Boston. And uh, his son was uh, a schemer, a scumbag, a a con artist. That's how he made his living, ripping people off. Uh, But there was uh, uh, court documents where the father's friends testified against him, against Brian Walsh, because he was stealing from his dying father. Um, It says... Two close friends of his father, Dr. Thomas Walsh, alleged in a scathing court document that Brian was estranged from most of his family because he had stolen a million dollars from his father. They claim he tried to manipulate the elderly man after a stroke to get even more money from him. His father cut him out of the will, and he did did not stop him from trying to steal money from his dying father. The father's friend of more than 35 years, Jeffrey Ornstein, stated in a 2019 affidavit that he'd known since birth, uh, that he'd known Brian since the age of 13. I'm sorry. 
He said Brian's father told him that the son had been a, quote, long-term patient at the Austin Riggs Psychiatric Center in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, and been diagnosed as a, quote, sociopath. So he's a diagnosed sociopath who'd been locked up long-term for uh, before this all happened. Ornstein claimed the father and son were long estranged, and then when Brian was left, when... And then when Brian was let out a few years ago, let out of the psychiatric ward, after 12 or so years, uh, he tried to make contact with his father and his father turned him away. Quote, you're my son and I will always hope for the best, but I do not want to re-engage, the father said. If I did, I know that I would be letting mayhem back to my life and I can't have that. All right, what more do we need to know? The guy's buying saws and hatchets and cleaning supplies, lying about everything. We know he was uh, locked up in a psychiatric ward long-term, and his father disowned him because he didn't want to let mayhem back in his life. I think, as I said yesterday, I think we're done here. I think, uh, again, there's not going to be a lot of intrigue not going to be a lot of mystery. They're going to find the body or parts of the body soon, maybe today, maybe as we're speaking, and then he'll be under arrest and then it will be over because uh, I don't, I don't need any more evidence. I think, I think uh, we're pretty much through with Brian, the sociopath who was, I guess, a schemer and a, and a con man and a, and a, and a crook but not a very smart guy, not exactly a chip off the old block. His father was a world-renowned neurosurgeon, and his son was ripping people off for phony artwork online. And, uh, I mean, they got, him, they got him stealing money from people and then going on shopping sprees at Prada. I mean, he's your classic narcissist, con man, scumbag. And, uh, unfortunately, he didn't do much to cover his track. So I think... We're going to be wrapping this story up and uh, sending all those TV trucks home real soon. It's tragic. It's awful. The kids are out. The boys, they have three little boys all in, uh, have uh, been put in foster care. Maybe their family, maybe her family in, in Serbia, her family, by the way, when he was facing a judge on the, uh, on the stolen art charge, they all wrote letters uh, in support of him. Her, uh, her mother, I think her brother, other family members wrote letters of support saying what a wonderful guy he is. They didn't mean it. They were just trying to keep the family together. Unfortunately for them, a really tragic outcome. But that uh, that's the latest out of Cahasset. That's the latest out of the, uh, the missing 39-year-old. We're going to find out very soon where she is, where her remains are, because uh, I don't think there's any chance that uh, she is still with us, but uh, man, what an evil bastard. What a friggin' evil human being he is. Speaking of evil human beings, let's get to the latest on, uh, uh, man, we got much to get to. We got to get to, uh, to Joe Biden on, um, on the stolen classified documents. I think I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go along with the mainstream media. It was an accident. He didn't mean it. He didn't know he stole classified documents. 
How could he have ever known? It is, I knew they would go, they would circle the wagons. I knew they would go into full damage control. I didn't know they'd be this brazen about it, but uh, they're literally listing things. You know, the differences between what Trump did and what uh, what Biden did. Trump stole over 100 documents. Biden only stole 10 or 12. And Biden, here's, here's my favorite part. And I know these people in the mainstream media have no dignity. They have no professionalism, no pride. They do not mind being useful idiots for this corrupt administration. And that was in, on full display yesterday where they were saying, you know, he didn't know how somebody accidentally put those uh, stolen classified documents in his uh, possession, in his office in D.C. You tell me which is more secure, having them on uh, Mar-a-Lago where there are secret service, where there is security 24 hours a day on an island off the coast of Florida or in D.C. in an office allegedly uh, owned, run by the University of Pennsylvania. Um, right around all the embassies and all the all the foreigner uh, foreign actors, I I don't know I I don't I don't find that particularly secure. Even though I'm sure you know the door was locked on the closet, as he said, as Biden said yesterday. But they're sitting there waiting, saying, "Please, Joe, give us something, give us something." And, and Biden comes out, and here's the here's the funniest part of the story is. Biden gives his explanation, which is incoherent and, and, and just sounds pathetic. He's reading off a script and they immediately run with it. See, he didn't know. He didn't, he didn't know they were in there. It was an accident. And he self-reported. He self-reported um, two months after he, his lawyers, and by the way, why are his lawyers going through locked closets in his office? and just stumbling across classified documents. He self-reported two months after they found him. They found him six days before the midterm elections and didn't tell anybody until two months later. And we're supposed to commend him for self-reporting. Uh, but the, uh, the, the, get that list of C CNN came out immediately, like yesterday morning. Here's all the differences. Here's why our guy's not as bad as the last guy, even though he's doing exactly what uh, Trump did. And this is after he condemned uh, Trump for, uh, for his crimes and said how, how irresponsible and reckless Trump was. He does the exact same thing. And somehow it's just not as bad. It's just not as bad when our guy does it. Um, but we have the we have the answer from Trump. It was funny from Biden because Biden was wherever he was in uh, Mexico and people were shouting questions at him and saying, uh, did you did you know about the secret documents? And he ignored it the first few times until one of his his aides wrote up a statement and he delivered it. Here's the uh, here's the comparison, the distinctions, according to CNN, uh, Trump, 160 plus secret, 60 top secret. Biden, under 12 total, some top secret, cooperating. Lawyers found and alerted the archives. I mean, it's just, that's, that could be written by Karine Jean-Pierre or Ron Klain. There's no difference in what they would say to explain this and what CNN or NBC or CBS would say. They, they're literally the, 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 the exact same.
the, the White House uh, press office and the mainstream media. Look, he only stole 12 and only some are top secret. Don't mention, you know what they don't mention right there is the report that the documents pertain to Ukraine. The, and, and the time frame uh, covers when Hunter Biden had his phony no-show job for $83,000 a month. That's the time frame it covers. And the, 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 the documents relating to Ukraine were stolen and were in the possession illegally of the vice president. And the stupid center, the Penn Biden Center, didn't open until 2018. He was out of office early 2017. Where did he keep all his stolen documents for that year and a half between the time he was he left office and the time he opened this this scam office in D.C.? Where were they? Do we know? Do we care? Uh, does anybody is anyone going to bother to ask um, Trump? As we know. They said, uh, you know, they accused him of stealing nuclear secrets and selling, <laughs> selling to Russia, Saudi Arabia, and these are probably the identities of clandestine operators around the world. Biden's were about Ukraine and and uh, Iran and the United Kingdom. I'm going to guess the real important ones were about uh, Ukraine, and he was clearly covering something up. But. The media has no interest in that because, you know, Joe self-reported and it was only a couple of top secret documents. Hey, excuse me. Why did he take them? Did you bother asking that Pete Alexander or, or Yashimi Alcinder or whatever? I mean, did, did any of the uh, any of the uh, Biden operatives posing as reporters ask that question? What's the purpose? Why did Joe Biden do this? But. Hey, I won't jump to conclusions. I will let Joe explain. Listen to this pathetic explanation and tell me why we should believe any of it. Go ahead. Let's listen to Joe. Tired Joe, very sleepy Joe in Mexico City yesterday, finally addressing why he stole classified documents. Go ahead. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol. When I, the four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they found some documents in a box, you know, a locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives. And I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives. And we're cooperating fully, cooperating fully with the review, and which I hope will be finished soon. And uh, there will be more detail at that time. The first question now, I forgot. <laughs> oh God! Two only, only two more years. Only two more years with do, this buffoon on the world stage. I, I do enjoy that he's that, like, he's like, uh, yeah, they were either in a, a safe or I don't know, closet maybe. Box the closet, and uh, I don't know what was in them. My lawyers don't want me to ask. I heard Jonathan Turley on TV. He's he's good, man. He said, "Why? There's no reason 
that your lawyers would tell you not to ask. That doesn't mitigate the, 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 the charge or the offense that, oh, I didn't ask what was in them. Uh, the story were the, 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 the report was they pertain to Ukraine. And I guess he will, he wants, as, as Tony Bobulinski famously said, that the, the family motto for the Biden crime family is plausible deniability. He wanted to maintain plausible deniability, but listen to that. Okay. I mean, if you were actually, if you actually had a media and actually wanted to get to the bottom of it, there'd be so many questions. Why are your lawyers going through a closet in an office what, I mean, you're, you're moving. Do you just do a lot of people do that when they move from one office to another, move their stuff, they bring lawyers to go through it. And if the lawyers were there in case, I don't know, there were some, you know, some evidence, some evidence of a crime, uh, then you probably knew there were classified documents. If you had no idea, why would you send lawyers I mean, isn't that what moving companies do? Or isn't that what your friend, your your brother, you say, could you help me move? You call lawyers to do that? And he was surprised to learn. It's just so impl- unbelievable. It's just so implausible. It, it, but it doesn't matter. One after another, the media said, hey, he didn't know. It was accident. It was inadvertent. He just happened to steal classified documents and keep them in his possession for what would be now six years? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 2000, well, five years, late 2007. No, six years, six years. He's had these documents for six years and they just turned them over and the, he gets credit from the media for self-reporting. They don't bother asking, where have they been for six years? <laughs> why did you wait this long? If you found them on November 2nd, why didn't you immediately report them? Why did we wait till January to find out? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're going to do they, what they can. They're going to fight for their guy and, and, and make it seem, or, or the best explanation, yeah, we should have this. You got to get this, Joey Behar, saying the reason, the reason she believes Joe Biden is be, and not Trump is because Trump's a liar and a thief, and Joe Biden is not. <laughs> That's the logic you get from Joey Behar on The View. Trump's a liar. Joe Biden is not. Talk about somebody with their head in the sand, which is probably good. If, with that face, you should probably keep your head in the sand. But Joe Behar believes Joe Biden because Joe Biden doesn't lie. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like it, normally you'd laugh at someone as stupid as Joe Behar, but she sounds just like, you know, David Muir or Jim Acosta. I, I, I think that. Oops, sorry. I found it. <laughs> or, all right. Let's, let's listen to Joe Behar's reason for believing Joe Biden, but not Donald Trump. Go ahead. How, by the way, how long are, are their contracts for this show? I feel like they've been on it for about 12 years straight at this I, point. Well, I think they've found their groove. They get into politics every day, crazy left-wing politics. They say really stupid things and it goes viral. There's, nobody actually watches the show except, you know, some poor, pathetic housewives. But they do get a lot of traction when they say really stupid things like, like Whoopi and, and Joy Behar do almost daily. There are people uh, in the media who watch every day, who, who post every day, who wait for them to say these nutty things. And it works, man. It works. They get a lot of, they get a lot of traction when they go off the rails, which is virtually every day. And this, this kind of daily competition to see who could say something stu- who's stupid or who's the dumbest person on TV. And, uh, it's neck and neck, man, with Whoopi and Joy Behar. It's a close one, but uh, 
Go ahead. Let's listen to them uh, do damage control for Joe Biden yesterday. Really? I but, mean, I, I think that no, what you just said is yeah, right, that, yeah. that there are differences in what happened. Yes, but you know, it's not good. Well, we all know that Trump is a liar and a thief, you know? <laughs> To say that he obstructed and he lied. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. That's partly what's going on. But what I think also is going on, no matter what the truth of it is, Whoopi, they will spin it, Bubblehead and Marjorie Taylor and that crowd, Matt Gates. You think they're not going to spin this that is just as bad as Trump? And- No, it's worse. Trump could uh, go over it again. Trump could declassify. Trump, as far as we know, uh, wasn't covering up for you know one of his children's dirty dealings in a foreign country. That was what Biden was doing, as far as we know. Right. Um, <laughs> that's now just you know I'm just spe- I'm just spitballing here, you know, because Biden is a liar. So I assume he's lying. I assume he knew he had these these documents. I assume his lawyers didn't stumble across them when they were helping him move stuff out of a closet. Uh, and by the way. Uh, Trump's documents were found at his home in Mar-a-Lago. Biden's were found in an office which is paid for by the Chinese Communist Party, which donated $54 million to the University of Pennsylvania to set up this, this racket, this Biden, Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and whatever. I mean, the whole thing's a big scam, but, you know, Joe Biden doesn't lie, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but... All right, let's do let, let's do one other Biden. Let's let's do one other Biden because he was in Mexico City, you know, talking about illegal immigration. And the president of Mexico said he's the first president in a while who's not built any bit of the wall. And he thanked him. The, the president of Mexico thanked Joe Biden for stopping the construction of the border wall. <laughs> what more do you need to know? But Joe Biden. I guess in his defense, does not understand <laughs> the problem. Same with cringe Jean-Pierre, who a couple of, I think it was probably a couple months ago, said to the media, it's not like people are just walking across the border. And I think it, I think it was Ducey, or it might have been someone else, and I said, no, Corrine, that is exactly what's happened. And she laughed. It's not like they're just walking across the border when we're watching video of them literally walking or swimming or wading across the border, she said, no, that's not what they're doing. And everyone looked at her like, what? <laughs> they're not, they're not familiar with the problem. We'll say that Joe Biden, you know, conveniently ignores it. Let's 5 million people pour in here illegally in his mind, hoping to change the demographics of the country or certain States in the coming years getting a lot more people dependent on government, which was, is his goal. It's all by design. The, 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 uh, the absence of a Southern border is part of the plan. We all know that, but listen to him talk about the problem where, where he's kind of on the spot. He's in, at the podium. He's got these other leaders, uh, Trudeau's there, the Mexico president's there, the media's there, and he's forced to attempt to articulate the situation just listen to what he describes and how he thinks it does not apply to the situation we're dealing with right, right, right now. Go ahead, play it. In the United States, immigrants, mine go all the way back to the Irish famine, but the point is all of us have been immigrants. And one of the things that comes across fairly clearly is it's not like people sit in their home, city, county, town, and say, I got a great idea. 
Let's sell everything we have. Give it to a coyote. Go through some jungles and a long path up to the United States. Smuggle us across the border. Drop us in a desert. And won't that be fun in a country we don't even speak the language? We have, we can do more than merely just make le- legal immigration more streamlined. But we can also. That's, that's exactly yeah. what, it, what it is. <laughs> He, he just described exactly what's happening and dismissed it as it's not like they're sitting there saying, let's give everything we, we have to a coyote and, and walk through the jungle to America. Um, he described what the, the problem exactly that that is exactly what's happening. And he thinks he's painting a picture of some ridiculous hypothetical. <laughs> I, I don't know if you were to pin him down and say, what do you think's happening? Why do you think 5 million people have entered this country illegally since you took office? What would he say that, that they, I mean, <laughs> it's like they don't even watch the news. They don't even watch the reports from the border. And, and, and we know we visited the border and they completely sanitized uh, they took one right out of Stalin's playbook and you had a, a, before he arrived, you cleaned up the whole city, got rid of all the people on the streets, all the illegal immigrants. And he walked, you know, he spent 10 minutes there and said, looks okay to me and moved on. It is, it, it is remarkable how blissfully ignorant he is of the situation and what's happening. And again, the people who live along the border, the people in those border towns in Mexico and in, in, uh, Texas and, and, and Arizona it just must be so painful that their cities, their towns are overrun, their, their schools, their hospitals, their emergency rooms overrun, and their president does not give a damn. In fact, their president is facilitating that. I can't imagine. Watching it from afar is maddening. Being up close, being in Texas or Arizona just must be so infuriating. Your town, your life, your land is overrun, and your president doesn't give a damn. Hell, doesn't even understand the problem. All right, we got lots more to get to. Ooh, the uh, the vax mandate. The Pentagon has repealed, ended the vax mandate after whatever it's been, two years. And uh, I got some questions about that. And uh, we now know, we now know what scumbag SBF from FTX was uh, paying or promising to pay Tom Brady and you know I I criticized him for uh, for lending his name and his credibility to that dirtbag from the uh, the crypto crook. Now I kind of understand why. <laughs> we knew we knew it was a good deal. We knew Tom was making some real money. I did not know it was this kind of money. And a couple more things we have to get to. The vigilante in Texas. He's now uh, he he might be in trouble, which is an outrage and. Uh, it's uh, a day ending in Y, which means a pit bull's killing another child. When when is this insanity going to end? When are they going to take these monsters off the street, take them away from Ironhead and put them in zoos behind bars where they belong? They're not meant to be pets. We'll give you the latest, uh, the latest atrocities committed by, uh, what do we call them? Pitties? Is that what we call them? Pitties? The pit bull. Nice you don't call them pitties? No. Uh, I, I thought I thought pit bull owners had cutely little nicknames do for pity. Do you so, call do you call a gun a gunny wunny? 
Uh, well, why? Well, you're going to compare Pitbull to a gun? Good point. Well, well you're going to talk about, you know, throwing him in jail and taking him away like the government likes to do. So I'm ready for it. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, guns. Guns need need people to kill. Pitbulls don't need people. Pitbulls were born to kill. But we'll get to that. We got lots more to get to in today's Callahan show. But first, today's Callahan show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Use code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow's made in the USA. comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. It makes a great gift. Get it now to support this show and strike back against cancel culture. As you know, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping us out, but you're joining the fight against cancel culture. MyPillow, as you know, not available in big box stores but you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. MyPillow.com, code word Jerry, 800-893-7406, promo code Jerry. All right, you know, Tom Brady's getting, Tom Brady's had a strange, I don't know, year, uh, obviously. Uh, he's going to the playoffs, big Monday night playoff game uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. That's going to set all kinds of ratings I'm I'm not sure what I'm picking for that one. I haven't. I've have to break it all down. I'm going to wait to see what Ironhead does because he's on a roll. He had a winning week last week, but we'll <laughs> see. We'll get to that game. I'm I'm and he's you know, obviously Tom's been divorced. There's been rumors about his bounce back chick. We haven't quite confirmed who his first bounce back chick is, but uh, I'm going to guess she's going to be uh, pretty easy on the eyes. Yesterday in a court filing on the FTX case, that would be. Uh, Scumbag Sam Bankman-Fried fleecing more than a million people out of more than um, ten. I mean, a million people out of ten billion dollars after paying off all the right politicians and media people and athletes and celebrities. We showed you the video of Tom yucking it up with this dirt bag, and you know we go through all the you know Steph Curry, David Ortiz, Kevin O'Leary, Bill Clinton, lots of people. Lots of people lent their name and their reputations to this con man. And Tom Brady's he's being sued and Giselle's being sued. We'll see how that case goes. But yesterday in this court filing, it revealed how much these celebs, some of these celebs were being paid or were being remunerated. Um, check this out. Tom Brady uh, I'm going to get the story. The New York Post has it. The New, um, Tom Brady received as compensation 1.1 million shares. That's the good. I mean, the, the, the good news, I guess, is now the bad news is, you know, he was paying these celebrities off. The good news is the payments <laughs> are use are worthless now. Brady, I know he's not didn't lose real money. But the court filing yesterday revealed Brady owns more than 1.1 million common shares of FTX, according to a list of equity holders released in bankruptcy court. Munchkin has more than 686,000 common shares. FTX is a privately held firm, and the exact value of the equity stakes held by Brady, Bush, and other investors could not immediately be be determined, but their value was likely substantial. FTX drew a whopping $32 billion valuation in January 2021. 
January, one year ago, it was worth $32 billion. In November, Forbes estimated that on paper, Brady's stake was worth roughly $45 million. Bush's stake was worth $25 million. Um, Tom Brady was allegedly was supposed to be paid $45 billion for doing a little, was that a TikTok video, whatever he did with him? That awkward and, exchange. <laughs> yeah, where, he, where they did some goofy. And, and he appeared at the uh, crypto conference in the Bahamas. Tough, ta- you know, r- real tough work. He had to fly over in a private jet and spend the afternoon with uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and the rest of these crypto crooks. He was paid for, I thought it was insane that Kevin O'Leary got $15 million. Tom Brady got 45 million and we assume lost it all. And maybe we'll lose more because he is being sued in a clash action suit by some of the victims of uh, Sam Bankman fried And that's, it should be, I mean, there are investors I'm convinced that would not have invested if not for the, the celebrities who lent credibility to a guy who needed it. Sam Bankman fried on his own is not going to get people to give him money. He needed people like Kevin O'Leary and, and, you know, Tom Brady and Steph Curry and the rest of the, and, and, uh, and Bill Clinton and Tony Blair and so many others. He needed them to gain the respect, the trust of investors. And it worked. Uh, it worked until, you know, Sam Bankman fried stole all their money, but that is amazing. I guess Tom Brady has always been pretty, discerning when it comes to picking his uh, endorsement deals. You know, it's all high-end uh, 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 Alfa Romeo, or is it Aston Martin? I forget. One of those car companies and Tag Heuer. And he didn't do a lot of, you know, uh, commercials for whatever, for, uh, you know, beer uh, or, or, you know, snacks or chips or whatever. He, he did high-end stuff. And this would qualify, but bad choice for Tom Brady getting in bed with that dirt bag. All right, let's get to, let's get to the vigilante. Cause we didn't do this the other day uh, when it happened. Most people I'm going to guess have seen this video. If you, if you haven't seen it, we could show it to you. It's a guy who um, uh, robbed and we'll, we'll tell you about the, 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 uh, the thief, the robber. He robs a, a Houston area Taqueria, is that what you call it? A taqueria, a taco shop in Houston. Uh, last weekend, the he, he goes around, he has a toy gun, but uh, no one knew it at the time. He, he robs all the customers. These are the worst kind of scumbag. 30-year-old Eric Washington had a mask on. He goes around, robs the customers, just working people out for a taco of their money, and he's waving a gun in everyone's face. And this hero steps up and shoots him, shoots him, uh, a 46-year-old customer. Are they releasing his name? No, his name has not been released because he's not been charged. But if you've seen the video, he's just sitting there having his taco. And the guys, and you can see him slowly reach for his gun. He waits till the uh, uh, Washington, the crook, the thief, the robber turns, kind of turns his back to him and then unloads on him with a real gun. Um, he, he then, yeah, here's the video here. He then walks over as Washington is dying on the ground, kicks the gun, grabs the gun, yeah, kicks the gun away and then shoots him again. Um, 
He's facing a grand jury and a Soros-backed DA who's going to want to convict him. This will be fascinating to watch because you know, hell, this is Texas. Uh, You know, most people, most decent people view him as a hero. He literally takes the money from Washington and gives it back to the customers from whom uh, Washington stole it. He then, um, I think he finishes his uh, food and walks out, or maybe he just walks out over Washington's dying corpse and and leaves. And he leaves in like a, I don't know, 40 year old pickup truck, a piece of junk. So the, the Houston police department announced Monday that they were looking for him. They wanted to talk to him. They found him. They talked to him. He turns himself in. And today a Texas grand jury will decide whether to criminally charge the patron who shot a robber dead. Now, you never know with these things. These are, you know, these are the DA, I believe, is a Democrat, a uh, Soros-backed Democrat in a big city. These are these are real problems in America, as we know. We got a crime problem, and it's because we have prosecutors who don't want to uh, uh, prosecute criminals and put them behind bars. But as you read this, uh, he's only forty-six. The shooter, uh, the the hero, the vigilante. He looks like he's about 70. I don't know. And his truck looks like it, uh, like it's some got to be like in the, from the 1970s. Uh, the, the unidentified diner has met with prosecutors from the Harris County DA's office and with homicide detectives. Once the investigation is complete, the case will be presented to a grand jury. And the man's attorney said they're confident the grand jury will conclude the shooting was justified. I think it was, of course it was, but they are going to have to look at the last shot. He has the gun, is a, he doesn't have the gun, he's laying out, he's bleeding out, and he puts another bullet in him. There's a couple that, there too, yeah. That could be a problem, the, uh, but, and if the DA wants to pursue charges, prosecute him, good luck, because you're going to get a jury in Texas to convict this guy? Uh, I don't think so. But listen to, uh, these are just, you know, inconvenient facts for the for the DA. Records indicate that the robbery suspect, Eric Washington, has an extensive criminal history and was out on bond at the time of the fatal shooting. In 2015, Washington was convicted of aggravated robbery with a deadly weapon and sentenced to 15 years in prison in connection with the fatal shooting of 62-year-old Hamid Warich two years prior. So he killed a guy. He was released on parole in 2021 after serving less than half his sentence, but he was back behind bars in mid-December after being arrested for allegedly shoving and scratching his girlfriend. Washington was charged in that incident with misdemeanor family violence and was subsequently released on personal recognizance. This is the son of the 62-year-old victim speaking, quote, Eric was an evil criminal that took joy in harassing and robbing innocent families. The individual at the Taqueria is a true hero. That's Sean Waharich, son of the guy, the last guy that uh, Eric Washington killed. Good luck. This is going to be great. Bring it, bring charges. I hope this crazy left-wing DA, Soros DA, brings charges. And the people, the uh, people of Houston laugh it out of, uh, out of court because uh, even with that last shot, you know, maybe he thought, maybe he thought uh, Washington had another gun, you know, how do you know? I mean, 
they, they point out that the gun was a toy, but how did anyone know that? The people handing their cash over to him thought it was a real gun. I mean, the, the fact is, you do this, you could pay with your life. You, you should know the risk. If you're a scumbag criminal who's robbing, you know, just working people of the money in their pockets at a taqueria, at a taco place at 1130 at night, you should know there's this chance, the possibility that one of them uh, is armed and takes you out. That's the price you pay if you're a scumbag crook like Eric Washington. This was justice and everybody knows it. Uh, it will be an outrage. I mean, I hope they do bring charges because uh, you're going to see people rise up and they are not going to take it. They're just going to be disgusted if they attempt to prosecute this this hero, this, this vigilante. And it was a nice touch, taking the money and giving it back to the customers. And it's all on video too, which is a beautiful thing. You think anybody, anybody would look, any, any I don't care who you are, big liberal, crazy, uh, you're going to look at that video and say, yes, we want to prosecute the man who took out a career criminal, a scumbag, a murderer? I don't think so. And by the way, there is your example of concealed carry, the benefits of concealed carry. He, I, I'm pretty sure that was not a gun-free zone, uh, that uh, this taqueria was not in a gun-free zone. And the, the criminal should wonder if any of the people he's robbing is packing and ready to shoot back. Especially in Texas. That should be. You just don't do that there. <laughs> the guy's, and he's done it before. I mean, uh, obviously he does, uh, does not care, but he won't be doing it again. That's a good thing. And I hope we find the name of the guy and he gets some, uh, gets, wins some awards and becomes a, becomes a kind of a folk hero because what he did there was, was great work. Uh, all right, let us move. We want to get to, uh, I want to get to this fax mandate before we get to the pit bulls. Pentagon announced yesterday, quietly, they're ending the vax mandate after whatever it's been, a year and a half. This was insane from the beginning. We've talked about it many times. They kicked out thousands of people out of the Marines, the Navy SEALs, the Air Force, the Navy, thousands. They rejected almost every application for a religious exemption. They forced people to take a, a shot they didn't need to do their jobs, to, to serve in the military. One of the reasons, well, you know, one of the main reasons they're doing this is because recruitment goals are so far off the mark. They can't get people to join the military. And this is one big reason they look at it and they say, first of all, they don't want to, you know, get indoctrinated into this woke culture. We've been talking about where you have people like Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin trying to uh, force the DEI um, culture onto uh, onto the military, and there's you know lots of young, badass guys who would generally join the military who are stepping back and saying, "That's not for me, not anymore." And they didn't want to get an unnecessary injection, and they said, "No, not join." So you had to get rid of this. First of all, it was unfair. It was it was insane to begin with. Secondly, it was hurting the military. It was hurting our defense. So they've ended it. And it's also due to a uh, GOP Congress, which is a good thing. And I assume the people who are already kicked out, they can come back now, right? They can come back. Well, the people who lost their pension, they can get their pension. That's the only way that this could be fair. 
But then you have this story, and and I don't, I don't even know how to handle these things right now. I really don't. We've talked about it a lot. Uh, it's it's uncomfortable to talk about. It's uncomfortable to. Uh, an Air Force uh, cadet. Uh, let me get his name. Air Force, uh, an offensive lineman on the football team. His name uh, was Hunter Brown. Uh, I'll give you this story. This is from Newsmax. And by the way, get your Newsmax app. Get your Newsmax app on the phone. You can watch Newsmax free. You can see me on there like every other day. You get your app on your phone. It's free. You can watch Newsmax at any time. Real easy, real convenient. Uh, this is from Newsmax. The Air Force Academy announced Tuesday that Cadet Hunter Brown, an offensive lineman on the football team, died Monday at age 21. Now, your first thought is, you know, did he have cancer? Did he commit suicide? I mean, he's 21. Brown, a sophomore, suffered a medical emergency while leaving his dorm to go to class, the academy said. First responders were called to the scene to attempt life-saving measures on Brown, but they were not successful. Our players, staff, and entire academy have been so blessed and fortunate to have Hunter as part of our lives, said Air Force Academy football coach Troy Calhoun. He was a pure joy to coach, to have as a teammate. He was tough, a great worker, unselfish. His mom and dad raised a wonderful son. I mean, everybody says what a wonderful guy he was, native of Lake Lake Charles, Louisiana. He's an Air Force Academy cadet. You know he's just just a stud it's just smart and 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 i think and if i had to you know come up with a picture of him in my mind just smart and tough hardworking and honest and i mean just salt of the earth guy drops dead walking to class a medic they don't even say anything heart attack they just say a medical emergency what this is happening over and over again and the reason it's hard to talk about is they don't give you any answers. They don't, we, we know, we know he was vaccinated because he was at the Air Force Academy and they forced people. I remember we did this story back in uh, August of 2021 where the Air Force Academy is uh, announced they're vaccinating, vaccinating everybody to, to remain in line with the new guidance from Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. They were required to get vaccinated. If you wanted to go to the Air Force Academy, you had to get vaccinated. This guy is 21, was 21. He was 20 probably when this mandate came down. He was young. He was fit. He was healthy. He was a football player. He didn't need this. That's why we're not talking about it. Think of the scandal. Think of the outrage. Think of the the inhumanity of this if it is the result of the vaccine. And again, we're already kicked off YouTube, right? We can talk about this. We're on our backup on YouTube, but sure. <laughs> okay. okay, good. So, you know, I mean, it's uncomfortable. I don't know if the vaccine killed him. There's no way I could know, but somebody knows and they're not going to say, because if they say, if they say this was vaccine related, A, they'll get you know banned and shunned and B, it raises questions for everybody, you know, Millions, billions of people have been vaccinated, many of them unnecessarily, many of them young, healthy people. If you've seen the trend, the thread, the trend on Twitter, it's called Died Suddenly. And it is an alarming number of young people in Europe, in in the U.S., and all around, 
dropping dead suddenly, unexplained, 16, 18, 20-year-olds. If indeed it's the result of the, or it's because of the vaccine, can you imagine the scandal that is this young, healthy guy forced to get a vaccine? And I don't know if this is related to his death or not, but what if it is? Can we ask that question now? Is it okay to ask? Is it okay to wonder when medical professionals are going to come clean and tell the truth about this? Are we just supposed to say a healthy 21-year-old Air Force Academy cadet dropped dead for, what is the reason they gave? Medical, uh, uh, he suffered a medical emergency. That's the one you're, you're supposed to say that one. He suffered in a medical emergency. That's it. Okay, we move on. Poor guy suffered a medical, and, and, and it's happened over and over and over again. A lot of people are trying to ignore it, trying to downplay it, trying to pretend it's not happening. Eventually, I think they're all going to have to admit it is. And and you can't keep, you know, Robert Malone and and uh, uh, Peter McCall and the rest of them quiet for long. All right, let's get to, uh, let's do Shay, and then we're going to do... The latest in a string of pit bull attacks and Ironhead's going to tell me how these are just harmless, lovable little puppies, you know, and they're, it's all the owner's fault. But uh, first, well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. They've got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Here's what I did yesterday. I'm, I'm dead serious about this, by the way, Ironhead. I Googled. Uh, pit bull attacks. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do it again. I Google pit bull attack. That's all I did. Cause I heard there was a big one, uh, another death in uh, the other day. And it was tragic. It was a kid, seven year old, the seven year old pops up. And so does the 11 year old. And so does the 60 year old. This is two days, two days. The seven-year-old, I was going to talk about a seven-year-old girl in Louisiana, dead, killed by a pit bull on Friday. Also on Friday, 11-year-old boy in Georgia. He's fighting for his life. They ripped off half his scalp. He's, he's in real tough shape, an 11-year-old attacked by pit bulls. Uh, Saturday, 60-year-old in South Africa, killed by his three pit bulls. How many people have to die before you admit that these were not meant to be family pets? These are not meant to be walked on leashes to the dog park and allowed to play with all the other dogs. Why do you want the burden of wondering when your family pet is going to kill the neighbor's kid? Why do you bring that burden on to yourself? Don't you have enough troubles in your life? Don't you have enough issues to deal with? If you had adopted a, a mutt or a lab or a beagle, you don't have this concern only with these killing machines. Why do you want that on your, in your life? 
Well, I mean, that's just not completely true. It is. It has plenty. What did I say to, that's not true? What did I say that's not true? No, no. True? What you're saying is true. I'm saying they are da- they can be dangerous if they are brought up poorly, which a lot of these people do, or they don't care. They're strong dogs. You got to teach them well, not to. Some- you gotta teach you gotta teach a friggin' Yorkie not to nip when it's young. You gotta do the same thing with the pit bull. It just bites big okay, like harder okay, when it's just, older. Just just curious. If a Yorkie has a bad owner, does it kill the neighbor's kid? No, the, but the, I did I, 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 I did in preparation. I got I got seven how many dogs bite or bark or, or attack or aggressive. It matters if they can kill, if they're strong and vicious enough to kill. Here's your story. Um oh good. At least someone's going to pay a price. This is from uh, the, the the poor girl in Louisiana. A man was arrested and is facing negligent homicide charges after failing yes. to restrain his pit bull, which attacked and killed a seven-year-old girl in Louisiana. Eric Lopez, 20, of East Baton Rouge, told deputies his dog would often roam unrestrained through the neighborhood where the child was attacked. See, uh, on, on January 6th, the dog wandered into the neighbor's property where Sadie Davila was playing in the yard. The dog viciously attacked Sadie and continued to maul her despite a relative's attempt to stop the attack by hitting the dog with a walking cane. Sadie was a first grader, transferred to the hospital where staff said the child sustained numerous dog bites to her face and substantial damage to her skull, resulting in her death. That guy should be arrested for sure. Okay. Okay, if this guy had a lab or a beagle, Sadie would be alive. Why do you need a pit bull? What well, is I, the great frill? The sad. You just want an accessory. No, I, I knew we were doing. I knew we were doing this because you sent me these two stories yesterday. So I I went and found stories of plenty of dogs that aren't pit bulls killing kids, like a Jack Russell Terrier, a pug. A golden oh, retriever Joe, ripping Joe. off kids. Oh, yeah. Why don't you? I'll give you the floor for a minute. Give me yeah. the stories in the last week of pugs killing children. Uh, let me find this one. Uh, uh, while you're doing that, I'll give you this story. An 11 year old boy is missing 70% of his scalp after he was pulled off his bike and attacked by three pit bulls were taking a ride through his Georgia neighborhood. The attack near Grosstown Friday sent Justin Gilstrap, uh, the 11 year old boy, uh, to the hospital suffering from torn scalp and severe pipe bites to both legs. Justin nearly lost an ear and sustained a leg wound so severe it could not be closed. Uh, he's also running a fever. Uh, Justin's cousin made the 911 call when the three dogs launched the brutal attack, dragging the young boy into a ditch on the side of the road. Bert Baker, the owner of the dogs, told police, his dogs enjoy chasing people on bicycles. He was arrested shortly after that and charged with reckless conduct. What the hell? I realize, and they got pictures. You can look at the pictures. New York Post has a story of this poor 11-year-old kid losing 70% of his scalp. And I understand the guy, the owner is a bad guy. We did the story a couple months ago about the family who lost two kids because their pit bull killed them. And they were proud pit bull owners. They love their dog. They had all these pictures of them walking and playing with the kids. And then one day the dog snapped and killed both their children. Why do you need that risk, that danger in your life? Other than to show that you're a badass, be honest. You just do it because you want to look like a badass. It's the same reason guys get tattoos or, or uh, have those chains around their wallets. I mean, you just want to look like a badass. Look at my killing machine. What about me? It screams badass. 
I don't know, but I don't know why else. I don't understand why else you would want this beast in your life. Because they're a misunderstood. If I, if I have a neighbor, and I have some neighbors with dogs. I love dogs. I, I I absolutely love hanging out with their dogs. If a neighbor moves in with a pit bull, I have no. I first of all, I don't want any part of that person. I don't want any part of that dog. I don't want them in my life. They it, it projects insecurity. Look at me. I'm not enough of a man. I need this dog to show that I'm a badass. <laughs> I would never have some little beagle that wouldn't prove my manhood. I need a beast, a killing machine. And you have to worry if the, does your dog ever go outside just sneak out quickly without a leash? No. My dog did all the time. I'd have to worry about a thing. He, he was a he was a half your, beagle, your dog, half pug. Yeah, but he could fit he in your pocket. My dog, my dog's like the size. He's like eighty pounds. He can't sneak anywhere. Right. He's a big dummy. <laughs> and you could never let him out because you'd be afraid he'll kill the neighbor's kid or kill the neighbor's cat. He doesn't leave our and property. When, when you walk him, you have one of those real thick chains. Your leash. You can have a normal leash, right? I got a normal leash. You. Yeah, so I've what, trained him so well. He walks right at my side. Oh, so he walks at your side. That's yeah. what the owner, that's what that couple that lost both their children said in Tennessee, I believe it was. I have a they leash. Was, I have a leash on him though. He's so gentle. Look at him play with the kids. And then they went to sleep and the kids, you know, or they, they slept late. The kids got up early, played with the dog and they're dead. They're dead. Cause the dog, it's his instinct to kill. And he killed both their children. And I can't imagine the regret. That's you. Hopefully it'll just be a neighbor's cat, not a kid, but you're going to live with the regret when your little puppy, what's his name? Fud. Fud. When Fud snaps, because that's what happens. You know, one day Brian Walsh is a, is a nice guy and he's taking his wife to on a trip to Paris and having a great time. The next day psh, he chops her up. You're going to have to, you're going to have to come up here and we're going to have to do a show with Fud sitting right there and he'll just stare yeah, at you the Fudd, whole time. I'd rather do a show with Bug the Chug, my daughter's dog, who's a beautiful, wonderful, loving dog. And I don't have to worry about him killing the neighbor's kids. Could kill an infant, like, according to these articles just, I found. No, that's just the last five days. We could do the story again next week. We will. <laughs> because you pit bull people are just insane. You're a menace. Good dogs are good not, dogs. Bad dogs are bad they, dogs. They, but why choose one? That's what I don't get. Because he was going to get killed because he had a, like a, a weird heartbeat. <laughs> I once went to the uh, the the SPCA, the the shelter. I saved them. Looking at dogs. Looking at dogs, and we went look for strays for uh, you know for rescues. So we walked through the place, and I counted. There were forty dogs. 38 pit bulls or pit bull mixes because scumbags, drug dealers and gang people, they, they get them and then they don't realize they have to feed them and, and, and take them out. So they give them back or they let them go and someone finds them and brings them to the shelter. Shelters are full of them because people breed them, which is, that should be a crime breeding pit bulls. And, and why you would choose one when there's so many other loving needy dogs that, that, that would love to, you know, be your family pet and grow up with your children he and is, you would never have to worry about him killing your but kids. But that's the but, thing. He is a loving, needy dog who loves the well, family and protects I hope the, the dog children. leaves your kids alone and attacks you. And, you know, actually you, you've already Bring lost it. part of your scalp. But, you know, <laughs> he has that bloodlust. He wants some, you know, he wants to taste blood. I hope he leaves your kids alone because they're innocent. It's your fault. You brought this menace into their lives. <laughs> All right, we got to leave it there. We'll do it again, I promise, because these things, it's going to, this was just three days yeah. in the life of a pit bull, three days. 
but uh, we'll be uh, we'll be staying on top of that. We'll get back to it, and we'll get back to all this. We'll give you the latest tomorrow on Brian Walsh, and uh, we'll find out uh, if all the planes took off, if, if if Pete Buttigieg fixed all the problems. But, uh, See, it appears doubt. that, quick update on that, it appears that they fixed it, but no planes have taken off yet. <laughs> no, they're going to make sure the planes with uh, trans passengers and uh, <laughs> BIPOC people, they're going to make sure they go first. They go first. You know, yeah. because it's all about equity with uh, Pete Buttigieg, but that'll do it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.